Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Roger, what show are we reviewing today? We are going to review The Recruit from Netflix. But before we do that, we just wanted to thank everybody for the amazing response we've gotten to the show. Love seeing your feedback. Love getting suggestions in our email. All those kind of things are wonderful to hear. And uh, we're excited that everyone's having fun. To help us reach more people with this show, it would be great if you could leave a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. And if you can leave a review, uh, that means a whole lot too. Really helps us rocket up the algorithm to make it so that other people can easily find what we're doing. And uh, we appreciate it if you're doing that. Yes, thank you. So Ruth, what, what's the synopsis of The Recruit? All right. So The Recruit is about a rookie lawyer, Owen Hendrick, who, played by Noah Centineo. He gets his first job in the CIA's general counsel's office. The series starts with him working in an office space that's bleaker than Inatech. Did you like my little office space nod there? Um, and learning through one loss after the next about how things are done in Langley. He's hazed by two co-workers in particular. Gray mail files are dumped on him. So these files are communications in which people threaten to expose CIA activities. One letter from a prisoner seems genuine enough. This is like on his second day, right? And he's <laughs> soon caught up in covert ops and criminal activities in a bid to secure the release of this prisoner, who's Max Maladza, played by Laura Haddock, a former CIA asset who had been abandoned in a prison in Arizona. It becomes apparent how much connection Max has to everything and everyone. Her backstory, jumping back years, and a few body counts (laughs) um, is presented to us in brief snippets highlighting a life of working with the Russians before so many things fell apart. But uh, Owen is immediately over his head. His first business trip with a supportive boss who just said, yeah, go, um, is a visit to a CIA black site in Yemen without advance notice. So they (laughs) tortured him. After some initial issues, right? Owen figures out how to get some help from some of his colleagues. The action moves onwards to Prague and Minsk, I say that right, Mm -hmm. involving various intelligence agency and criminal organizations, which kind of get confusing. Plenty of savage killings, torture, gore, and duplicity, but all with a thread of dark humor throughout. There you go. The details for the recruit, it dropped December 2022, so it's fairly new uh, to this recording. It's rated TV MA. A lot of that has to do with language and violence. I can't remember any specific nudity, but um, definitely a lot of language, a lot of violence. Just um, a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't it wasn't impactful to me, I guess. Um, <laughs> there are eight episodes. It is in the genre of drama and thriller. Uh, not a whole lot of production staff of note, but the cast of note is Noah Centineo, 
who plays Owen. He's kind of a newcomer to, to the scene of television. Laura Haddock plays Max, the former CIA asset. And Colton Dunn uh, plays one of Owen's co-workers. And uh, he played, you might remember, the wheelchair-bound employee on Superstore. And shame on NBC for not casting somebody um, that was already living in a wheelchair. Uh, the mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes score is 68%. Well, we're not talking about Superstore right now. Uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score is 68% for critics, not real high, and 86% for viewers. So pretty decent on the viewer side, but definitely the critics were not into this. Um, no awards as of this recording. So Ruth, why did we watch The Recruit? So, but I like a good spy thriller and the trailer looked interesting and good. So I thought, why not? Why did you want to watch it? Yeah, uh, I wanted to see how connected it was to the 2003 Colin Farrell Al Pacino movie of the same name uh, and to see if it was, you know, was it a prequel? Was it a sequel? Was it, you know, a reboot? What was it? And so it turns out that it's pretty much a reboot from that movie and i'm saying with you i do like a good spy thriller and this one i think delivered what was your first positive ruth for the recruit my first positive was the first job angle for noah so Mm -hmm. he did um he did a really good job with bumbling his way through work and i thought it was so interesting like an interesting take on the work culture at the cia like they were all so competitive and just it made me think about is that really how they're they are it's it's almost not competitive it's almost like portraying it as a paranoia like everybody's paranoid of everybody else and what they'll do if they hear information about stuff there's the there's the one office staff meeting where it gets real intense because noah doesn't know how to present his stuff at the, at the staff meeting oh yeah they're funny. like oh my yeah, gosh they, yes they, they didn't want to know what as much as he was letting on so yeah everybody seems real paranoid and they don't trust one another is what is the sense that i get when i watched it but cutthroat too i think sure oh mean they're definitely okay. mean-spirited about it I think. yes about their paranoia, yes. For okay sure. so i'm not done here so hold on <laughs> So he he had some panic attacks. He bumbled his way through work, but he said he thrives on chaos. So, and I think struggling and falling on our face a little bit something is something that we all do in our first few weeks at a new job, sure. or we wonder what the heck we're doing. Ruining his suits and borrowing his roommates credit cards <laughs> trying to figure out how to travel that seemed realistic like yeah how is he just flying to Yemen like didn't he just get out of law school but he is new but also not as naive as people around him expect to be so I thought that was interesting which I must say then some of the critics are like that is so not realistic and I hated the show because of that <laughs> yeah he would have been fr- provided some training I think uh, whereas this is he portrays it as he shows up and he's just thrown into the mix and you know expected to perform and know the system uh, and, yes. and, and they do not because they're all paranoid they do not want to share their institutional knowledge with him at all but maybe that's part of the reality of the cia mm. i don't know if we'll know so how about your first positive positive? and my first positive would probably be that there's i don't think there's any real major stars in this they didn't feel like they had to attach somebody huge to 
draw a crowd that they just they went with some good people and you don't think Mm -hmm. that there's anybody that's really you know that recognizable um even the star and i just think that it they do a really good job of just overall just carrying the show all the whole the whole cast there's definitely people that have been around hollywood for a while but it's but it's not like again it's not like an al pacino or or a john krasnicki or somebody like that trying to carry this show i mean they really went low budget and it and they pulled it off i think everyone plays very believable to who their characters are and, and i thought that was a good positive for the show Mm-hmm. But, but I think he was a, had a supporting role in something. But yes, he was. No. Nobody made again. Nobody major. No, no yeah. five star actors in this at all. Yes, it, it turns out that it's it's okay that that you can do that sometimes. So yeah, show. yes. What's your second positive, Ruth? My second is that it is a comedy drama thriller slash thriller, and I accepted it for what it is. So it reminded me of Chuck a bit. Some have said it's a Jack Ryan for millennials. It's <laughs> <Which is> kind <laughs> of funny to me. Um, but somehow it works without being too cringe or too serious. So I, I've liked the format of it with the comedy. Again, that seems to be a theme that I like in a lot yeah. of shows. And I wouldn't say that it's like knee slapping, bust out laughing comedy. It's just that sometimes life is funny. And strange yes, or like in serious moments or right. yes. And his he does a Owen does a really good job of responding to his situation and his surroundings with a sense of humor, uh, not cracking jokes, but just you know realizing okay I'm rolling with this whatever happens happens and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try to make it uh, everything work out. So it's again it's not comedy from like a that '90s show or The Ranch or The Office type of comedy, but it definitely right. definitely you know makes you giggle and smile a little bit as you're watching, which. Again, like you say, it takes off that edge. Yes. Did you think it was like Chuck a little bit? Uh, Chuck's like 1966 Batman for me. Like, like Chuck is <laughs> Chuck is definitely campy. I mean, it had serious moments and there was a little bit of action, but it's definitely campy because it's kind of sci-fi-ish and out there. Yeah, you know, that's him the being sci-fi. able to download him being able to download a whole computer in his head and be able to do whatever you know gets downloaded into him that that's a little bit sci-fi this that is more sci-fi yeah, yeah this is but with like the that. character the character himself just how he acts a little bit yeah could, a little bit but yeah I maybe we'll do, do a maybe we'll do a retro review and go back and watch the first season of chuck <laughs> there you go which we had both watched yes. with before we knew each other okay what is your second positive i like the fact that the character unlike the original movie the main character of owen isn't like this super genius that can defend himself and thwart off bad guys and can fire a weapon he's really just a really good lawyer with a lot of street skills and he makes it so that he can get out of situations he uses that side instead of his violent side or pushing towards violence he he really comes in takes a beating a lot of times but yes. then still is able to like use his brain and kind of get out of the situations and and really you know focus on that of being a lawyer but in the midst of some pretty 
incredible circumstances being a CIA operative at the same time. Yes, I thought, oh, how's he going to get out of this? And then he pulled out some attorney jargon and it worked. Yeah, just being able to just being able to make a case. And, you know, I think that that's the big draw for him. He's not the he's not the ass kicker. It's not like uh, Jack Ryan where John Krasnecki does the stunts and does the fighting and does all that kind of stuff. So I I like that part of it. I'm with you. And so what's your third? My third is kind of going along with what you just said. It's how the female protagonist cleaned up, came in and he, while he was using his brain and his uh, skills as an attorney, she came in and Max came in and would beat everybody up. Yeah. So they worked well together. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was cool. Team. If she had that much, yeah, good team. She had that experience. And so I liked that um, Some sometimes I think now that Pete, they're doing it more, but it's a role reversal. Yeah, for sure. And that was my third too. I, I really like um, the character of Max. Um, she's not dumb. She's probably just as smart or even maybe a little bit smarter than Owen. <laughs> and Do you think... Oh, in different ways, but yeah, yes, I mean, she, she's she very outsmarts clever. him every once in a while. She's yeah. very clever, and but at the same yes, time, she has she's a lot one, of experience. Yeah, and at the same time, but. she's the one that does all the, the ass kicking. I mean, she's the one that fires yeah. the weapons and beats people up. And there's a couple of good fight scenes that where she's doing the work, and uh, and I like that. I like seeing those roles reversed, and and it's not like they make the character of Owen weak. It's just, he doesn't have experience in that stuff yet, even working for the CIA. So, and, and that may be uh, unrealistic (laughs) um, (laughs) to think that he wouldn't have gone through weapons training and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's a little bit different for this, for the recruit where he's brought in, not just as a regular operative, but he's brought in as a lawyer working for the secretary general of the CIA. I think, I think it works really well that he doesn't have to carry the action portion of it. Yes, because don't you think, didn't you, did you just say it's unrealistic if he came in and had all of those skills, even more unrealistic, I think, than some of the critics would would right. say as well. Yeah. yeah, even if he'd gone through real CIA training, he, he still probably wouldn't be as adept at those things, you know, firing a weapon and punching somebody, yeah. that, because it's just not really in his nature. As a lawyer, he uses his words, and so... Mm. I'm okay with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. What was your negative? So I think when for some reason it bothered me when his ex slash roommate flew across the world to help him. I was like, what? But in other ways, I was like, I get it. And he reached out. Oh, I don't want to spoil. Yeah, be careful. Is that we, okay should have a spoiler, we should have a spoiler button, like sound effect. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so because I think, you know, some of the other characters in the story seem to bog the narrative down, like, Mm. but I did like the roommates that was, you know, showing him where he ruined his suit and he had to borrow his roommates or, but yeah, without going too far into spoilerville is that, um, so maybe making the, those characters have a little more weight, juice, Mm. what is the word in the second season might um work better for me yeah i mean if you go back to the comparison of chuck his little buddy that worked 
at the <laughs> at the store with him you yeah. know it took him a while yes. before he got involved in the shenanigans so yes maybe maybe they should have taken like you say maybe taken a little bit longer to to bring those ancillary characters maybe into that's the show. it i'm like oh it's hold on maybe, maybe not yet yeah, yeah. i gotcha yeah for so sure. what was what was your negative for me it seemed like the episodes were almost standalone the the main mm. thread and the main plot was carried through but a lot of times each episode could have just been its own story and I, th- I wish they would have taken a little bit more time to develop the main plot and, and mm-hmm. somebody might have a different opinion than i do but i think that that's it is it's not an ensemble show yet and it like started like trying to be an ensemble show like from the very get-go mm-hmm. and, and even a show to me like ted lasso you kind of get introduced to everybody in that first episode but it takes time for them to really start weaving into the main plot of what's going on and so i wish they would have done that a little bit too like and it's similar to what you said you know yeah these characters that live with him that don't know anything about what he does except he works for the cia and know he's over on europe just all of a sudden hopping a plane and trying to go help him i don't think i would have made that decision <laughs> even at, <laughs> even at 25 30 years old i don't think i'd pick that. i would do anything like that it's like man it's cia that's what he signed up for he's got to work that out on his own so right well there's you know when it comes to romance i don't know things happen people do crazy things this is true wild things right but if you decide to work for the cia you're you're on your own in office I'm on, I'm oh not, I'm not, okay i can really yeah i'll be worried enough as it no i'll be worried enough as it is it'd just be better for me to sit tight and wait to hear from you that's probably true of you too although i could see myself trying to get into some of the adventures i don't know <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so should we skip it or binge it I think yes, binge it. It's in it's interesting and fun. If you like these kind of shows, simple, fun, it's entertaining. It doesn't require a lot of you as an audience member, but to just be entertained and not I would say don't try to analyze it. It's a show. Like I said, you know, it's take it for we can just stop we can just stop producing this podcast right now and just tell people to do that all the time. Just just watch it. Don't don't get like hung up on stuff. Just just have fun. Like that would never happen. Yeah, Yeah, just have fun. Um, yeah, it's entertaining. It has some of the humorous moments here and there that ease the tension of it. So how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's worth it. I Especially if you're looking for something to fill time in between things um, that you're watching, if you're waiting for another show to come out or something, I think it's okay. I, you know, it's n- to me, it's not as, especially being the first season, it's not as daunting to jump in uh, yeah. as, as maybe like something like a Jack Ryan that's three seasons in. Uh, I think yeah. that, that'd be a little bit harder, but since it's brand new and you haven't seen it before, if, you, if you're if you're absolutely in between shows i think i think you should binge it you know it's it's a good thriller it's not real gory um and it's you know it's yes, got it's got that point. tinge of of humor in it that kind of makes it all feel human makes the cia seem a little more human which is probably a That's good thing helpful. it needed so <laughs> i think so too and it does show some different places of the characters are interesting too so yeah so roger what else are we binging this season yeah we've got bad sisters season one hunters season two jack ryan season three that we've kind of made some comparisons here for so if you want to go check that out 
episodes available so just go over and watch that and to round out with some with a little bit of humor and fun we we were doing that 90s show that was a nice plug for jack ryan yes (laughs) do not don't forget that 90s show yeah gotta have some levity (laughs) we are so grateful that you joined us and we hope that we are helping you figure out what to binge and what to skip in your watching history and if you don't know uh, about a show and this is the place to find out hey ruth if people want to get a hold of us wh- how would they do that you can email us at call the binge wife at gmail.com or find us on instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife if you ever need any more assistance with what to binge call the binge wife 